0: What do you think this class means to Penn State on the offensive side of the ball? I think the thing that I've learned is as much as we um, recruit good talent, we recruit good kids. And so when you say program changes, young men that have great talent but also have an opportunity to go out and change the world once football is completed. And so I think that the high caliber of talent that we recruit is matched by the high character players we recruit. So. Probably what I learned. From a forever. You mentioned on the live stream with Denmark that you had recruited him before. So, mm-hmm. what, so what are kind of your earliest recollections of him? And- he, um, As a freshman, um, a guy that I knew that, that went to UVA was his coach his freshman year and mm-hmm. told me about him. Okay. And so, I offered him as a freshman and got to know him. And so, you know, obviously as his recruiting took off, you know, we kind of came on the back pole, but always stayed in contact with him. And then, you know, when I got here, opportunity to uh, revisit the conversation that we had had and the relationship that we had and it's like we picked up right where we left off and so it's kind of funny to see it all come full circle so um, it's, it's been a long journey from freshman to senior and now the fact that I'll get a, uh, the opportunity to be a part of his journey I'm really excited for that. What excites you about him from a skill perspective? I think he's unique in his ability to change direction and create separation but, man, he is competitive as hell, and that's what you love about him. He loves football, he, he loves to play, he loves to compete, and I think he's got a high ceiling for his, his skill set. So I do. I like a lot of those things about him. From your perspective, what work is left to be done? Coach Franklin said this is a great class, obviously, but there's still work to do. From your uh, point of view on the offensive side of the ball, what work remains? I think just as many players as we can get that can help us compete for national championships, whatever those spaces may be, as the, the roster continues to go throughout the rest of the season. Um, just seeing what, you know, what unfolds, what may happen, you know, as the season comes to an end. But, you know, any player that can help us win and compete for national championships, I probably would say that would be the focal point. And I think we'll have a better idea of what that closure may be as the season comes to an end. In your uh, role as an offense recruiting coordinator, can you tell us what it's been like dealing with this cycle from a name, image, like? perspective, how that's impacted things, not impacted things, not just Penn State, just in a general recruiting world sense? I mean, I think those things are um, a bigger issue in college uh, sports in general, but the right kids that want the right thing will be attracted to Penn State, and so I think that makes it easier for the kids that we recruit, um, understanding that it is a part of the new scale or spectrum of college sports, but also there's still kids that that's secondary, you know, the primary focus is football and academics. And so those kids that are attracted to us, it makes it easier to recruit. What are the challenges of recruiting receiver positions? Oh, man, everybody wants a lot of catches. You know, wants to be guaranteed that they're going to get X amount of catches coming in. But just also reinforcing to them that there's a level and standard of, of work ethic and consistency that's going to be as, as the foreground, and being selfless, you know, as far as putting the team first. Special teams are going to be important. Blocking is going to be important, and um, the talented guys that that want that, that want to show up every day, that want to work hard, that want to compete, that want to become the best receiver core in the country. Those are the guys that you recruit. But if there's guys that you got to beg and plead and compromise with, it's probably not the guys for you because you're probably going to spend most of their college career doing that so just trying to eliminate those guys and find the guys who you know again you'll hear phrase, love football guys who are talented at love football will go to class or do what they're expected to do off the field and just show up every day with a excitement to just want to get better and work and compete and put Penn State on the map as being one of the best receiver cores in the country those are the guys that you look to recruit at receiver broadly is there a difference in temperament between a high-profile receiver recruit and maybe a high-profile defensive end recruit? Is there something about that position that makes it harder to win that kind of guy? I, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a fair comparison, but I think it's, it's two different, um, I don't want to say skill sets, two different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? different requirements like one requirement is to to be aggressive to attack to always look to punish and then sometimes in at at receiver you know we want we want to be physical we want to dominate we want to block but there's also a finesse to it you know i think those are are two different mindsets and I, i think for what you are almost two different occupations right one's working to get open and make catches and block and one's looking to stop the run and destroy the quarterback every chance they get. So I think those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. But there's also guys that are are extremely violent on the field and extremely quiet off the field. And then there's guys that are extremely loud off the field and extremely quiet. So it's kind of hard to compare those two positions. But I think if you can find guys with a similar mindset that just, again, love football, show up, work hard, compete. I think you can find similar personalities in two different um, positions, if oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Marcus, so over the summer, we, we saw you put Peter through a, a pretty extensive workout uh, mm-hmm. when he was camping here. Um, you know, When he came into that day, what, what did you need to see from him? Um, and then overall, what was that recruiting process like? I think skill sets are always easy to see. like Those kind of stand out early because you watch so much film and you've seen so many players throughout the years. What you look for is, how will this guy allow me to coach him? Does he shut down when you put him through something tough that, that he doesn't no. understand? Or will he just come back and say, okay, let me line up and do it again. Let me keep working to get better. And then how does he compete in a setting where the talent across from him is just as good or potentially better? And so I think within those settings, you get a good feel of, like, will this guy show up in Beaver Stadium and be able to compete against all the competition that we have to go against year in and year out? So for him to come in and come to camp and, you know, go through some things and, and, and coach him through some things, and then come back again. And then you tell him some things, and then he goes back home, and he works on those things, and those things start to show up throughout the season. Like, that's a young man you wanted your program. He was tough. He was committed. He worked hard. And at the end of the day, you walk away saying, like, this dude loves football, and he competes. And he knew that he had to get better, and it wasn't as if when you told him, like, it was like, ah, you know, I'm, I know where I am. Like, I hear you, Coach. He wanted to be coached, he wanted to get better, and he always asked for feedback. So it, it was, I think it was a no-brainer for us. Marcus, obviously the plan is for Quinn to play running back, but he had, I think, over 700 yards as a receiver, which considering he ran for over 1,000, that's pretty ridiculous. What would you say about him as a receiver, being the receiver's coach, and is he a guy that could play receiver at the D1 level too? you am trying to get me in trouble with Coach Seider. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's, he's just – you want to recruit as many guys like that as you can because there's no limit to the things that they can do on the field. The value that he brings running the ball, the value that he brings catching the ball, which will also you know add to his value on special teams. And now we got now we have a lot of football players. And running back can be his best position, receiver can be his best position, but as long as he's on our team, we're a better team. So where he ends up or where we personnel him or put him like, the sky's the limit, but he gives you so much flexibility because he is such a good football player. But just so I stay on Coach Sider's Christmas list, I'm going to tell you he's a running back and, and what, he's going to stay a running back. What would you say about Quinn, uh, personality-wise, and how well have you gotten to know him um, over your time? I, I think he's an extremely, extremely well-rounded young man. I mean, he he's easy to conversate with, he doesn't feel like he has to dominate the conversation, but. He loves to ask questions, so a lot of times when you talk to young men, especially young football players, like it's almost like you always talk at them, like they are yes, coach, yes, coach, yes, coach. But then you find some young men who like to ask questions, or oh, why do you say that, or how do you think about that. So getting to know him and getting to know his personality, he's a he's a very well-rounded young man, and you can see why he succeeds so well on the football field because everything he does is important to him. Details are important. He listens. Like a lot of kids, hear you, but he listens, and so you go. 20 minutes down the conversation and you come back to something you started with he remembers it and he's able to to bring it back up so i know our quarterbacks are going to be happy because that means he's going to be able to retain blitz protection and pick up those guys coming off the edge in the a-gap so um, we're excited we have him and i think he's going to make our team a lot better hey marcus when you look at repairing a receiver out of the portal versus high school you look for the same things or is there a difference there at all i think with this the way the portal is set up now especially so you just take these last couple of weeks it's such a crunch at a small period of time to try to navigate through so many talented players. And there's so many guys in the portal. And what used to be sophomore, junior, maybe senior, three years, two years, maybe is now two weeks. And now you got to get to know them, you got to go see them, you got to bring them out here. And you got to ask yourself within that two two weeks, and have we established enough rapport with this young man? Do we have enough credibility? Do we have enough people we trust that know him that not only is he going to help us win, but he's going to be the right fit for our program? It's almost like, in essence, like, can you marry someone in two weeks? <laughs> I and mean, It's kind of what you're saying, right? Because you, you're committed, like, to a two-week span to say, this person that we just met that just went in the portal, we got to do as much background information, ask as many different people, watch the film, evaluate, do all those things, and then within two weeks, if that person says yes, do we say yes? If we say yes, do they say yes? So it's a a much different time frame and just learning to navigate, making sure we make the right decision, even if that means at times we got to walk away from guys no matter how talented they are. If we feel that they're not going to fit our program and help make our team better... Then it's not worth the risk, and sometimes you got to walk away, as opposed to making the impulsive decision to say, within these two weeks, this person is so talented that we got to have them. But then the ramifications of that affects the culture of that room or that group or that team. So it's it's a tough it's tough sledding, but you know that's that's kind of what the the portal has become. How does your pitch change, considering it's such a short amount of time? I don't think your pitch changes. You know, I think you you continue to be the same person you are you know the same things that we value every person we talk to whether that's uh a tenth grader, whether that's a, a guy that's one year in college or three years in college, the message is the same. Our our, our core values and and things that we believe in are always going to be the same. It's just a matter that this 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 courting process and dating process has been shrunk down to speed dating, and you got to get it done in two weeks and really make a, a a a collective decision on is this person the best person to bring in? Not only talent wise but culture wise and to make sure that they're going to be able to do all the things that's required for them to be successful on and off the field here at Penn State.